Yes, he does. Deep in the pocket. Touchdown. Touchdown, Chicago. You're listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast. Unrivaled, unmatched, and unequaled. Hogan Johns. Covering the Bears from CHGO, it's Adam Ho. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The Adams converge. The consummate pros, the incomparable Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns with you during Senior Bowl week. And a ton of other news popping up, too, across the NFL that could have ramifications on the Chicago Bears. Johnsy, what's going on? Morning, Adam. For once, our plan actually paid off, putting off the podcast. Usually it's like the other day, like the other way around. We do the podcast too early, a bunch of news breaks afterwards, and we're left scrambling at night or recording an extra 15 minutes at like 6 in the morning. But yeah. this is different. Lots of NFL news this morning, and especially yesterday on Tuesday. Yeah, you guys know we usually record on Tuesday mornings, but we uh, with the Senior Bowl, that was the primary reason. We're like, well, why should, why are we do an episode Tuesday morning before anything happens down in Mobile? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and then on top of that, a bunch of coaching news. Some dominoes finally started to fall yesterday, and uh, a big co- quarterback domino, probably the biggest one that uh, is going to start it impacting impacting things and eventually trickled down to the Bears' number one overall pick. So we're here to discuss all that. Kevin Fishbane is in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl, so he's going to jump on here shortly as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. You can read all of our coverage uh, on the Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you go to subscribe all CHGO. On my side of things, and we have Nicholas Moriano down there too, covering the Senior Bowl. So there's some stuff there that you can chew on as well, with a bunch of observations, taking pictures, observations. His own uh, cameras getting a lot of work down there. Oh yeah, well he likes to brag about his camera phone, which I like to say is a camera that kind of makes <laughs> phone calls. It's not really a phone it's that like happens the to take size pictures. of like a iPad Mini. I don't know how he carries that thing around in his pocket. But I had to get out of him yesterday because I thought. I thought that some of his pictures were blurry. One was, yes. And I was he, like, what the, the hell, man? Pulls one. You, you're taking pictures of Justin Fields from like 100 yards away in the press box. And it looks like, you know, you have like a Nikon $7,000 camera, but you can't take a picture of Flus at the Senior Bowl and not have it blurry? What's going on here? Get it together. Also, there's a, there's a controversy brewing. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. Um, but Nick got burnt like a lobster yesterday and apparently Kevin Fishbane had sunscreen and, and <laughs> didn't offer it to him so I don't know I, I we might have to ask Kevin about well this. you know Nick's a grown man he could ask for it I agree but you know Kevin's a nice guy and you know somewhat of a that is the veteran move though by Kevin Fishbane he's been to Mobile before he's been on those bleachers he knows sitting around for a long time underneath that sun, not albeit 70 degree weather, not exactly hot. It'll get you after a while, especially after coming from this cold. All right. Well, Kevin gets sunburned when it's five degrees in Chicago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I definitely a veteran move by Kevin, not a veteran move by Nick at all, because you should have seen him on the show last night. It was pretty funny. He <laughs> is red. He is red. And, um, I should mention, if you want like a more detailed breakdown of, of some of the prospects, I don't know if we're going to get in the weeds so much on that in this show, 
But um, on the CHGO show last night, which you can find on YouTube or wherever you're listening to your podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, you can find the CHGO Bears podcast as well. And we talked a lot about individual prospects. I'm sure Kevin will have some of that too with us today. But let's start with some of the news around the NFL and how it impacts the Bears. I think the biggest thing we got to start with this morning is Tom Brady's second, perhaps official this time, retirement. Uh, as he announced it on a cloudy beach in Florida this morning, I I, I thought that was a funny visual. Um, Connor Orr had a had a great tweet. He's like, imagine just like walking on the beach one morning and Tom Brady's retiring over by the dunes. <laughs> He's like, I don't like that one. Delete that one, cursing yeah. cursing at himself for, for, for messing up. Um, do you believe it? Do you believe for, him? For some reason I do. Um, I don't think that he would have done it so quickly this year. I think you I, I think he would have learned from last year. Um, if unless he had was doing it with a hundred percent conviction this time. Okay. And, and my guess is there's probably some regret too that he came back. So I, I, I do. I for some reason I do, and I certainly understand everybody who's skeptical again and thinks he's gonna play again. And and maybe he does in like two years. Maybe then he gets that itch. I don't know. Maybe he pulls a Michael Jordan, but I I, I, I don't think he's gonna be playing football this coming season. I, I think it was Peter Schrager who reported that that video was actually recorded a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. That he's been sitting on it and so he already what, lied. Who? He presented Brady? that like, good morning. I'm just on the beach. I'll just <laughs> knock this out right now. Yeah. It's actually like, you know, rainy and cloudy in Florida where he is. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure. But I felt like all day yesterday, like my sons will put on get up when they get up in the morning. It's what you wake up to here in the Johns household. And sometimes we'll switch the NFL network for good morning football. But I felt like all day yesterday was like a conversation of Tom Brady and the 49ers. Did you see that too? Like on on Twitter, yeah, on the athletic, lot, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of connections here with the the Brock Purdy injury, the the torn UCL, and him being out six months, and what they're doing at quarterback. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, here's Tom Brady. All day long, they talked about them and Tom Brady. Um, it does feel real to me, and it is a domino that falls. It's one for the Raiders too. Last podcast we did, Jeff Howe talked at length about how the Raiders had this in mind, had Tom Brady in mind when they sat Derek Carr, ready to move on. So it's something to watch, especially for the Raiders, having a top 10 pick. Yeah, because they could be a team that wants to trade up, potentially. Um, And the more options on the table, the better for the Bears. So by removing a veteran option, theoretically, at least in some percentage points, that should help the Bears' case. Yeah. Oh, you mean taking away options? Less yeah. options, the better. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you take away a veteran option, that means you're increasing the options or the uh, odds, percentage, whatever, of a team needing to trade up by by removing one of the veterans off the market, perhaps the biggest one, at least the one that I think... Like, Tom Brady's sort of like the uh, the Sean Payton of the coaching world, right? Like... Yeah, there might be a team like the Panthers that just says, no, we're not going to get them. We're, you know, we're going to go hire Frank Reich. But, you know, you saw yesterday when the Sean Payton thing finally got worked out, 
then D'Amico Ryan's, and now we're now we're on our way, right, with some of these coaching moves. I think Tom Brady's the same thing. Like I don't know that anything was really going to happen with the with the trade market, um, or anything in the quarterback market until Tom Brady made up his mind. Okay, so you're John Lynch. What do you do? You have a team that just reached the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant. Do you stick with the trade, Lance? Run here. Do you give Jimmy Garoppolo another go? What do you do? Do you trade for Aaron Rodgers? You have the best team. You need a quarterback. What do you do? Well, I think that 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 depends a lot on how confident you were in Trey Lance when you arrived at Soldier Field in week one. Were they still all in on him? And did they get enough of an evaluation in one and a half weeks or whatever it was, less than that, to feel confident that the guy they traded, was it three first-round picks, to go up and get, can still get the job done? I think that's a risky move. But here's what I wonder. Because Brock Purdy's a risky move, too. It's a six-month process for Brock Purdy. It's February 1st right now. Yeah, because he tore his UCLA. What's that, August? His UCLA. He tore his UCLA. UCLA. Well, there goes a college, but UCL. UCL. His UCL. His ulnar collateral ligament. Oh, very good. So apparently quarterbacks don't need, like, full Tommy John like a pitcher would, which makes sense. I mean... You're not throwing curveballs and 100 mile an hour fastballs. Well, you are throwing the football a lot and throwing it hard. But um, yeah, I let me ask you this: Do you think the the 49ers could have won that game if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt? I'm not sure they do. I feel like I'm I I, I feel like I'm in an extreme minority, but I do think they would have had a chance. Everyone just seems to be. Okay, final score was a lot to a little, so the Eagles were going to win no matter what. I don't necessarily believe that. It would have been a better game, but I still think Jalen Hurts and that Eagles team, which is very, very darn good, would prevail. But yes, it would have been a more competitive game, maybe a one-score game. Definitely more interesting than what we all watched on Sunday. Right. Mm. What do the Raiders do? Sorry. Moving moving along the dominoes here, like who who would be more aggressive, Las Vegas or San Fran? The Jets. If you're the 49ers, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or a combination of Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? Well, Aaron Rodgers, but did you just part with again how many picks to to get Trey Lance? But what if? What if the Packers like Trey Lance? What if they'd rather roll with... Because I'm sorry. We've been well-documented from day one on this podcast. I do not believe Jordan Love is good. I believe if he was good, he Trey already Lance would Trey Lance may not be good. Trey Lance has barely played football in three years. That's the thing that sucks about the Trey Lance thing. Because like that was a legitimate knock on him when they drafted him. Didn't play in 2020. And... Already didn't have that much experience. He hadn't. He was more like on the. I'm forgetting the exact 
game started, but it, it, it was more towards the Mitch Trubisky end of, end of things. So now you add two more years where he essentially hasn't played. I still think he's good, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like Trey Lance. I like that quarterback. I was high on him coming out. It just sort of was an unfortunate situation. The, the safer, more affordable route for the 49ers is sticking with their trio, is it not? I think Jimmy Garoppolo's come out of contract, but... I don't think Jimmy's staying there. No. Raiders? Remember the is thing... He, is, is he either playing B now? Maybe, but, you know, Jimmy's got his own injury questions, right? Yeah. I mean, that complicated last year when he needed the surgery. He kind of didn't tell them he needed the surgery. Then he has the surgery. Um, I think that ended up being a big reason why he ended up in San Francisco when it was all said and done, but then he gets hurt again during the season. Yeah, so it'll be interesting with Jimmy Garoppolo, Johns, because he's another... I don't know if he's very high on the list of dominoes to fall with the quarterbacks, but he's probably somewhere on that list. He might be the best free agent. You have the two trade guys in Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, but best free agent? Yeah. Jimmy G, Mitch Trubisky? Which, again... Did Mitch get a two-year deal? Uh, I think so. And then Lamar Jackson, too. That thing is interesting as well. Because that could be an option for the 49ers, potentially, depending on how that all shakes There's out. There's no way Baltimore is letting him out. Yeah, Trubisky got a two-year deal. So Jimmy yeah. G, I would say, is the best free agent out there. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I believe we have Kevin Fishbane standing by for Mobile, Alabama. Only a little bit of sun for Kevin. He used his sunscreen responsibly. Always. Unlike, unlike Nicholas Moriano. I did, but I missed like one part of my hand. And so like that part of my hand is just really red, very sore. How do you when, miss when, a... you're, yeah. when you're built like me, you can't miss a spot. You got to like. <laughs> you use your hands to put it on you. How I know. You... I just, I don't know. Okay. You'll yeah. be fine. You'll be fine. I'll, I'll survive. <laughs> um, fresh out of a Luke Getzey press conference, right? He brought the squirt cans to Mobile. From he brought Lionel's them himself. Ball. He he walked up to the uh, little uh, podium set up here in Mobile at the convention center, and he had two squirt cans, plopped them right there, said, all right, let's go. What was the ratio of Justin Fields' questions from the Chicago media versus – I don't know, Max Duggan questions. I don't even know who he's coaching right now. <laughs> I don't think he uh, knows who he's coaching. Those quarterbacks were so bad yesterday. It was unbelievable. They were, they were, they were bad yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a decent amount of Fields questions, and um, there were a few a few stuff about he, – he had some stuff about the, the wide receiver. I got my roster here, guys. Let me see here. Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver out of Houston, was kind of – the one receiver who it was hard for receivers to pop yesterday because the quarterbacks were so bad, but he was one guy on my list and uh, Getsy spoke highly of him today. So everybody listening, put him in your mock drafts. It's awesome. Round three. Yeah, sure. You tell me. I'm, I have no idea. Talk, uh, I'll ask Dane Brugler when I see him today. Um, but no, I mean, I'll say this about Getsy. He is enjoying like, he, he like this is like certainly more work than uh, a lot of coaches don't come to this mm-hmm. and the ones that do are just kind of watching in the stands and you know scouting but 
you know, Getsy's got to work. I mean, he's got to run an entire practice and be in team meetings all day. But he he's making sure to enjoy this thing, and and, uh, and I give I give him credit for that. How much of the Bears staff is down there? Well, they've got the four coaches, got Matt Eberflus, but they didn't bring the whole coaching staff down. I I have not seen. Um, no, I have not seen. I don't think any of the other Bears coaches, but Eberflus is here. Um, you guys probably saw the pictures. He was with Poles and Ian Cunningham. Um, and, and he refused the type of guy he's talked to us about this before. Like he likes being on the field with these players. Like he's the type of, you know, real football guy. Uh, Mike Tomlin's one of those guys. Tomlin was like on the field, I think for both practice. Mike Tomlin was like coaching yesterday. It's like, dude, you're yeah. not on the coaching staff. Get out of here. He's like running drills and shit. True football guy. He can't help yeah. himself. I always pretty- like the clips of Belichick, like in his jeans. <laughs> And like a yeah. like a like a hoodie, just can't help himself with the defensive lineman running him through certain well, things and technique. Well, I think Hogue, you'd appreciate this. The national team practice, which is not Getzi's team. So Carlos Polk, who's the Bears assistant special teams coach, he's the special teams coordinator for the national team. He is a loud, uh, he's a loud guy. He gets after it, and there was a lot of special teams work for that national team uh, in practice yesterday. Nice, so a good opportunity for Polk. Guys, again, he's, he's been an assistant special teams coach for a long time in this league, and he gets to um, get a get a little bit of a cool opportunity here. How, how much like evaluation time you think Luke Getzi is getting in? He, he like dra- draft wise, I'm talking. Yeah, he kind of told us yesterday that he's he's trying to almost take a step back every once in a while and evaluate. Like he'll be like, "All right, I know I'm coaching, but hold on, let me like actually take a look at this guy's." you know, his burst, or let me take a look at his route running, or let me take a look at this offensive lineman stance and footwork. So he he's trying to mix it all. But it's interesting, too, because, like, he was very upfront with this. He goes, my number one goal here is to use this opportunity to help make the Bears better. Like, you know, the, the main story, I feel like, was, hey, this is someone who wants to be head coach, and this is a great opportunity for him to run the show. But he was like, I'm not losing sight of the fact that, like, I can give Ryan Poles – me and Cunningham, some extra insight in how these guys think. Because for Getsy, and I know this is going to sound a little bit like what we did five years ago, right? When uh, when Fox's staff was, or six years ago, when Fox's staff was here. But like for Getsy, it's like I get to see these guys in the meeting room. We do the install, and then I can then I see how they apply to the field. So like you don't necessarily always get that from college evaluations. Um, so it just gives them, you know, whether or not that leads to anything, who knows? It led the 2017 Bears to Jordan Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also never got that John Fox actually wanted to be there in Mobile and do what, <laughs> do what he was doing. <laughs> Getsy seems, to, yeah, guys, Getsy seems to be enjoying it. I think he, I think he's liking it. He likes the uh, the opportunity. No, I appreciated him saying that though, because obviously that is the main point of the Senior Bowl is to evaluate these players that are there, um, and you know. I don't think the Bears did a great job of that last time because they uh, they passed on a lot of really good players like Cooper Cup and drafted Jordan Morgan. So there's that. Um, we were just in the middle of a conversation about the quarterbacks, but we don't really with Tom Brady's retirement this morning and how that trickle down effect. Before we get back to some of the Senior Bowl stuff, just what was what was the reaction? I guess you were there. I think in the middle of Luke Getzey's practice when the Sean Payton news came down. Um, and then very quickly, the expected news of D'Amico Ryan's taking the uh, the Texans job. 
what was your reaction to all that happening? Was there any buzz that was going around the stadium as that news was coming down to? Yeah, well, as you mentioned with D'Amico Ryan's, like the night before, people were talking about that. Like, so that was kind of everyone knew that was coming. Um, I think the Peyton thing was definitely you could. It was one of those things where, like, you're in the stadium and you look around, and everyone's taking their phone out and everyone's kind of scrolling and everyone's trying to do the math in their head. Like, does Denver have a draft pick ever again? Um, you know, so it was. You know, it's kind of cool to be in a setting like that when that when that kind of news breaks. But yeah, I think. Um, there's look, we all know there's like this reverence for Sean Payton and certainly some of us deserved and, and we'll see how it works in Denver. But I, I think like the NFL community, like the views on Russell Wilson just are so different than they used to be. And I'm really curious to see what Payton does with him and, and, and what that looks like. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this guys, this is kind of selfish thing, but how nice is it to not like the Arizona Cardinals don't have a head coach right now. Right. It's crazy. Like, I think there's something to be said for the bear. Like I, I was thinking selfishly for us, we haven't, we didn't have to do a coaching search. We didn't have to do a coordinator search either. Right. There's what, well, there were what 13 offensive coordinator openings around the league. And for the bears to be like for Ryan Poles to be the senior bowl, he has his personnel staff. He didn't lose Ian Cunningham, Maddie Brufus, they have to make one higher to their coaching staff or one bigger higher to the coaching staff. There's probably gonna be other assistants to come through low, lower level assistants to come through and go. Um, like they have their crew, you know. And look, obviously, you don't want to be the three and fourteen team, but it there's something to be said about having that continuity and getting to be here in Mobile and not to worry about all that stuff that's going on with some of these other franchises. Let me ask you something quickly about the Michael uh, Ryan's. You got a six year contract. Yeah. Do you think the Texans can now wait to take their quarterback? Like, could they, could they just sit there at two and take Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, have you? You have a head coach who has the defensive background. Could you wait to the 2024 draft where the quarterbacks should be better and more? Like, if you're the Houston Texans, are you willing to do that now? Well, Especially let's make it with- more simple than that. I mean, do you want Bryce Young? You want Caleb, Caleb Williams? That's a that's a good question. I, I mean, at, at first I thought six year contract, you know, good for D'Amico Ryan's agent. You know, that was nicely done. But I think we've also seen like, if the Texans are in last place three years in a row, do you think they're going to like worry about eating that money? Oh, they'll fire him. Like, I, I, I think I, this is different. I don't think they. I, I don't think they fire fire D'Amico Ryan's. I thought that was relatively obvious. Um, with this uh, is a different hiring than Lovey Smith and David. No, Cole. I know yeah. that, but like I know he won't be one and done. But like, it doesn't mean he's going to be like this. I don't think it guarantees he's there for six years. Oh, you're saying if they go, if they're in last place, the next like, three years, like I several years, in yeah. A, yeah, like years, like several years in a row to his start. And I, I don't, I have no idea if that's going to happen. I hope he turns out to be a good coach. Everyone seems to love the guy. Uh, that was kind of the the, the 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 what people were talking about down here is that like. Some people like know him, but like everyone's like, I've heard great things about him. Like everyone seems to have positive things to say about the guy. But yeah, it's a, I just think it's, it's so hard for these owners and GMs, I think, to like, don't you think that like the McNairs and Nick Cassare are like, all right, we had those two bad years. I think they got to get a quarterback. I, I, don't, I don't think they can go through another one of those. It's so tough in the NFL to do that. I know baseball teams do it all the time, and they can go for years and years and years. But it's just it's well, really that hard. town knows it well. 
Yeah. Don't they? Well, and I think they also just learned a lesson that you can try to tank as much as you want. Then Davis Mills might complete a pass on fourth and twenty and convert a two point conversion, and you might just spend the next year waiting for Caleb Williams and not getting him. Well, all right. Here's a scenario for you: Texans draft Bryce Young. The Texans are still not going to be good next year, right? Rookie quarterbacks, we all know, like they're not going to be good. If Bryce Young's not good, in addition to that, guess what? The Texans are going to be in position again if they want to just try, you know, take another swing at it. Again, that's kind of far fetched. The idea of taking first round picks and quarterbacks back to back years, but like that's what I'm saying. Like their roster is set in a way that they'll they they could have multiple chances at this thing to try to find the right quarterback, and they'll still be in a position to trade up. At least they're probably going to have a top ten pick, right? They could still be in position to trade up. Yeah. Um. If the Texans yeah. did that, the fire Nick Casario. <laughs> like, come on. That, he's he's kind of the wild card in all yeah, this, right? Like, like if, like, if you're going to take a quarterback second overall, then take, draft another one like third overall. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm so fascinated by that. Like Nick Casario for years was just like this Belichick guy that everybody wants, but he's not leaving, and he finally gets the job. And like the Texans have just been such a mess. And like you got him at like what is it? I'd love to know what his real plan is for quarterback. Well, it was the connection to that chaplain that everybody hated. Yeah. That brought him there. And then it was a mess. Everything's been a mess. And now that guy's gone finally. And I don't know what it, yeah, Nick Casario is just weird. Well, you I just hope this hiring, if you're the Texans, provides some stability. Now you gotta improve that roster. All right, here here's another question for you, Kev, because this, this reminds me, uh, this is from a senior bowl interaction. This is when the, the when the media and teams used to be able to mingle together like in the stands it's not that's off limits now right correct so i remember one year where we were sitting near the eagle staff and frank reich had sat like literally in the the row behind us i don't know if you're with me but we were watching practice i think i might have been with one of my quarterback coach friends and he sits in the row behind us and another reporter comes up to talk to him and they just sat there talking quarterbacks all day all day this is the time i want to say it was the carson wentz year if I remember correctly, uh, or just after that. Either way, he was with the Eagles at that time. So Frank Reich is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. What do you think? Like, what vibe did you get in Mobile about what he does this year? Do they want a quarterback in, in the first round in the top 10 this year? You have more than one quarterback coach friend? I do. Okay. Because you said friends, the plural. It just threw me off. <laughs> I do. Sorry. How many, spe- how many special teams coach friends do you have? Just one, two, if I count this guy. <laughs> um, I think on the screen, I, you, I think I, you accidentally pointed at Kevin. There, yeah. we there, there it is. Well, that's fine. I'll take it as an insult. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the, uh, the McNairs, right? Doesn't David Tepper totally seem like a guy who's so sick of this. He's like, I just bought this team and we've been really bad. We don't have a court. We haven't had a quarterback and, like, I screwed up the first head coach and hire. Don't you think he's the type of guy who is like, he got Frank Reich. He's like, all right, I got the quarterback guy. We have to go get a rookie quarterback right now. Go get him. He does strike. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, we tried Sam Darnold. We tried Baker Mayfield. Well, and Frank's going to be the, the same way. Frank went through all that crap in Indy with all yeah. these veterans. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think they're going to be, I'm, I'm sure that's why they bonded. They, they're, you know, you took, you, you took the Panthers and Colts and created a ma- marriage, and they need to get a rookie quarterback. And that's what's interesting, too, about what can screw things up for the Panthers, the Colts, the Texans, if the Bears take a quarterback at number one. Did you just just, freeze there? What just happened? (laughs) 
I just wanted to see no. where that would go. No, what he did was he got crickets. That's what oh, happened. Yes, okay. Yeah. He's trying to ruffle feathers, and I think for a second he almost broke the, the stream. But <laughs> what just happened there? He really did freeze to a point where we thought he was frozen. Yeah. It was pretty impressive, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Sean Payton real quick. Our friend Jason Wildey in Green Bay had a, a great tweet yesterday. Didn't really think about it this way. He tweeted a photo of Sean Payton with another coach, which I'll reveal in a second. But he said the guy on the left, who is Sean Payton in the picture, is 161 and 97 all time, including the playoffs, with nine playoff appearances, one Super Bowl appearance, and one NFL championship. The guy on the right, 166, 107 and two, so a similar record. With 11 playoff bursts, that's two more than Sean Payton. One Super Bowl appearance, one NFL title, the same amount as Sean Payton. The guy on the right is Mike McCarthy. And Jason said perception is a funny thing. Well, he was a McCarthy guy in Green Bay then, huh? Well, maybe, but... He's just a stats guy. It It is an interesting thing. It's like Sean Payton is considered like this saint pun intended, uh, among coaches. And Mike McCarthy gets laughed at all the time. And McCarthy's resume actually based on that is actually, you know, pretty much the same. I like I like this from Kent. Hold on. We say in our pod that McCarthy is Peyton with the worst marketing department. <laughs> That's pretty good. Is Sean Peyton the Aaron Rodgers of head coaches? Um, the one ring, but it's like oh. Sean Peyton. Aaron Rodgers, one ring, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Speaking uh, of him, where do you think uh, we brought this up at the beginning of the show? You think he's the next domino to fall, or do you think it's Derek Carr? How do you think these trade things work out? Trying Give to, us the buzz from Mobile. Trying to adjust my sweatshirt so the athletic is right on the athletic logo. Sorry. Um, what was the question again? Oh, my gosh. Jesus. You got to get this guy some sleep or something. Too much no, time in don't beats. Care. Give us the, the trade buzz in Mobile about Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. What's the gossip mill say? Well, the Derek Carr buzz is like the, the Raiders people. Are, it's so weird for them that he's going to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and and I think I, I was, you know, I, I think too, the Raiders, it's like there's going to be a moment where you have to recognize that the guy did a lot of good things there. The franchise just didn't win a whole lot of games. And in the end they had to move on, but like how long is it going to be until the Raiders have somebody who is as productive as Derek Carr at that position? You know, I'm not saying they're making the wrong move. Like I get what's going on, but that it's just like, like there's almost a little bit of cutler to it. Like when yeah. you go back and like, you look back at the way that the way Jay was in Chicago. Um, like I just, I think like, Car was fine, but never good enough. And you need like you, you just have to keep going. You know, Getsy said something today about I, I was asking about the um you know Hertz and Mahomes being in the Super Bowl and you know what Fields did and like just just the athletic quarterback explosion that we've seen over the past couple of years. And he said to him it's more about the young quarterbacks, right? That there's all these really good young quarterbacks around the league. And and that's what these teams like the Raiders want and the Packers might think they have in Jordan Love. And um, but you can't sit there. Yeah, I know. But you can't sit there if you're one of these teams and you got a chance at Aaron Rodgers and you just 
That that by the way, that's something I heard from somebody down here was kind of bringing up that he thinks that the, I mean, and this is not like a revolutionary thought, but like, I think it's something to think about when you look at some of these quarterbacks in the draft that every team's going to want Jalen Hurts, maybe Justin Fields. Like you just, it's gotten, it's going to get to a point where you have to have quarterbacks who can run. And and that you know I I'm, I'm I don't know like will like will Levis maybe if that's the type of guy I mean CJ Stroud we saw he ran really well against Georgia but he didn't run like the rest of his career maybe he's gonna be like a, a Fields kind of thing with that Ohio, the way Ohio State offenses but that was also kind of the the scuttlebutt down here is that people talking a lot about the Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl and just like it really helps when you have these guys that can you know on third and eight they can run. All right, before we get to these prospects, one more scuttlebutt question for you. Did you see Chris Ballard holding any interviews for head coaches in the stands at Mobile? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I have, have I seen it? Well, Are I they there? Like, Are they even there? They got seven say, finalists like, for seen, their job. I haven't seen anybody in Colts gear, but I guess it would make sense. They don't have a coaching staff. I'm sure there's That's wild. Think about that. Did like, J.J. Stankovic get an interview yet? He should. Is he scouting for them right now? Who would be a better head coach, J.J. Stankovic or Jeff Saturday? Ooh. It was, was Jeff Saturday there just randomly roaming around? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was here doing ESPN work. <laughs> or, or looking for his next job. I yeah. don't know. Well, you guys do know the Senior Bowl is kind of like an unofficial job fair. Right. For coaches. Um, you know, remember when we when we were here in 2018, like we saw Matt Nagy doing interviews. Um, My favorite one is watching staff. Mark Trestman interview Sean Desai. That's right. For Sean like Desai an, got for like an here. hour and a half at the top of the stands at Lad People Stadium. They're not there anymore. Yeah. It's not. Is it not still there? there anymore? Yeah. But was that interview- Trestman's best hire? One of them. Well, who would the other one be? Mel Tucker. Who would the other one be? In terms of in terms of future earnings, Mel Tucker. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good for Mel. I mean, he's. But I would say that that had a lot to do with his smart decision to go back to the SEC, work at Alabama and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but huh. um, I mean, hey, Aaron Cromer's still in the league. It's true. Was he? He was on that Ram staff that won the Super Bowl, wasn't he? Actually, I think the last time I talked to Aaron Cromer was on a flight to Mobile. Hey, Hogue, what's uh, what, what's what's your Matt Nagy game plan for Super Bowl week? What do you mean? Like, what are you guys going to talk about? With him? Yeah. I don't know. He's going to be at the media night thing. I think he has to talk. He's got to talk like every day. I don't think he's talking every day. There's one. I think there's one availability during the week that has assistant coaches. Ask him about that 2018 Giants game and the the, the, the timeout <laughs> before halftime. Okay, I'll do that for you. I'll be like, hey, Matt, um, Kevin Fishman has a question for you. He wanted me to ask you this. Uh, there was a game in 2018 where you called timeout. Ask him about, ask him about uh, Tariq Cohen's usage in the playoff loss. Oh, boy. Oh, that was another one, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Hurt. Ask him about kicking on second down against the Chargers or third down. Whatever it was. Ask him what he really thinks of Trey Burton missing that game. We uh, should do a podcast where we have uh, where we have Mark Trussman and Matt Nagy come on, and we only talk about kicking on second down. 
<laughs> this podcast is taking a dark turn, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> it would be interesting. I think. For who? For me. <laughs> Mainly me. For who? And then we get and then we get Robbie Gold on too and have get his thoughts on it. All right, Kev, as you were watching Flus and uh, Poles in action there, which positions were they drawn to the most? Well, I did take note that when the O-line, D-line, one-on-one started for the American team, which is Gutsy's team, the three of them walked over and got a front row seat at those drills. Three being Cunningham? Um, yep, yep, sorry. Yeah, Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, Mike, and, and Eberflus. So they were right there for those drills. And, you know... Maybe I haven't, I've, I, again, I haven't been here in five years and we're so used to watching those drills in training camp, which I always love watching. The level of play, you just forget. Like these guys have such a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm trying to write down like who wins, who loses. And and sometimes I'm relying a little bit on like, like whenever I watch these drills, I'll make a note if a guy did something that impressed me but I always watch to see if the coach says something to him because if the coach gives him a little dap, then I know, okay, these coaches had feedback for these guys after every (laughs) single rep. So I'm like, Oh, that offensive lineman. I thought he did a great job driving the guy back pad level down. And like, he comes back and the coach is taught. Like it was a delayed one-on-one because every single lineman was, it was just good. I mean, you know, these guys are getting these feedback. Um, If you want to name though, Will McDonald, Iowa State. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He's got the length. Really good get off. Um, and he was actually – he stood out to me in the team drills. Like, he blew past the tackles a couple times. So, you know, again, I'm still trying to get into full draft mode and get to know some of these guys because I think the interesting thing about the defensive line because I'm going to try to watch those – Try to keep an eye on the three techniques today. Um, I will say, Adetamia Adabare from Northwestern, he had a good day yesterday. He did. He did. And he, he can slide inside, which he did Northwestern on third down. Can he be um, a three technique? You know what? Here's the thing. He's like the same height as Justin Jones. Mm. And Justin like, Jones is not a very big defensive lineman. No. Right. So that's going to be maybe the limitation on him in the NFL is, uh, you know, how, like because he's going to blow up the pro day. Uh, like he's going to have really good uh, and the comic is going to have really really good athletic numbers. Um, but the question is, how much is that height going to impact him? So he's trying to show his versatility down here. Uh, but because I, I, I think it's so important to watch the line play for the from a Bears perspective because. If they draft Will Anderson, guess what? They still need, like, other defensive ends. If they draft Jalen Carter, they still need other defensive tackles. Like, I think those are positions that you can get a guy in free agency, a guy in the the draft, and another guy in the draft for D-end, D-tackle, offensive line, wide receiver. You talk about all those premium positions. Like, those are like you triple down on them. So, like, you know, I I don't want – you know, if I'm going to be – Watching, let's me look at my roster here. Byron Young out of uh, Alabama. Uh, like, if they take Jalen Carter at number one or number four or whatever, I don't think it's going to preclude them from taking another guy. Like, that's how important this stuff is. That's how much these guys rotate. So I'm going to keep watching some of these uh, 
defensive lineman, offensive lineman. Oh, another fun little thing about Getsy they told us yesterday. A lot of these guys, he was in their homes recruiting them six years ago when he was at Mississippi State. Mm. So it's kind of fun, like that recruiting class. They're all senior. They're all at the Senior Bowl now. Um, so it's kind of like a like funny reunion for him. They're like, hey, I like sat in your living room, and now I'm coaching you the Senior Bowl. How many coaches were wearing Veets shirts? <laughs> Just look at I'm telling you guys, he's having fun. He's I, enjoying himself. I could have sworn I saw, and I was watching the TV feed, obviously. I could have sworn I saw one of the coaches on the field actually wearing a Veet shirt. There might there might have been another one. There might have been. That's awesome. So we got I mean, look, he's the head coach. You gotta follow your head coach, right? So Veets is like the hot bar that everybody goes to. And when I say hot, I mean dive uh in Mobile during the senior bowl for those that don't know. And so just to see Luke Getzi doing his post game or post practice interview with a Veet shirt was very yeah. awesome. And this morning he brings the squirt to the press conference, which is another sort of inside bit for our listeners who might not know, but he had the squirt cans at like all of his press conferences this year. Um, at one point he had like 50 squirt bottles, but that yeah. was, a, that was a joke played on by Janoko and others. Yeah. So it's a, it's an inside thing. That's, that's funny that he brought the squirt to one of many things I like about Luke Getzey. Any other, uh, take, sorry, Cap, go. He, as a, he doesn't take himself too seriously and, <laughs> and, and he is in a profession where that, you know, we've seen him at the podium. I think there are certain questions like he he'll give you the cliche answer, um, but he also I thought was more open than we've seen other guys in the past, especially about the quarterback. Um, but thought, yeah, yeah, I thought he was good. He, he he's he he enjoys the position he's in. Any other players uh, stand out to you? You mentioned the wide receiver. What do you got in your list? Uh, what do I got here? Ty J Spears. If you guys remember from the, he's the two lane running back with that like 80 yard run in the Cotton Bowl. Um, he caught like, you know, it's always hard with running backs in these things. You gotta be careful because they're going to be in full pads today, I believe. Um, but to me, I'm just like looking for quickness in the open field and he, he had it. It was kind of like a little, little eye popping to see him. Yeah. Um, th- th- there's like two or three running backs every year at the senior bowl that you could already picture. Um, being like a week three, week four waiver wire pickup in fantasy football next year on a decent team, and and actually like Pacheco this year, right on the, yeah. on the Chiefs. Like I, when I saw Tajay Spears yesterday, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's going to be like on the Rams and scoring touchdowns by week four, probably. Yeah, um, I remember like Doug Martin was a big Senior Bowl guy. He had a really oh, good yeah. performance down yeah. here years and years ago. I feel really old, guys, when I'm like, here are some of my, my fellow athletic colleagues, their first senior bowl or second senior bowl. This is my seventh senior bowl, I'm pretty sure. My first one, 2011. I remember doing a one-on-one interview with Von Miller. Wow. Yeah. Those days are, yeah. A, Von Miller is not coming <laughs> to the senior bowl and if he was, nobody's getting a one-on-one interview with him. Well, they ran, uh, like, during one of the breaks, they ran, did Dak, I didn't even know, there's a Senior Bowl Hall of Fame, and yeah. Dak Prescott was inducted last summer, and they ran, like, this feature during, like, in between the two practices on the coverage I was watching. I was like, we covered that one. We were there for Dak Prescott. Cool. Now he's already in the Hall of Fame? Man. I said the Bears should take him in the fourth round. Well, let, let's bring this full circle as we wrap up. We all covered the Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. Yep. 
Senior Bowl, where Grappolo came from the East-West Shrine game, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And there was big news there, and everybody he, liked his quick release in Mobile. He earned the late the late invite. And Derek and, Carr was by far the best quarter. Well, they were by far the best two quarterbacks there, but I thought, um, yeah. Now they're the two, two of the biggest QB dominoes. I See how we do that on Hogan Johns? I remember when Russell Wilson was there. I remember when Colin Kaepernick was there. Yeah, Wilson, Kaepernick, Kirk Cousins. Oh, boy. My guy. Definitely your guy. I remember staying I next to Russell Wilson. I my guy then. I, I interviewed Russell Wilson after a practice here, and I remember staying next to him being like, we're the same height. <laughs> this is not good for you, man. Yeah. It's turned out pretty. It turned out okay. Yeah. All right, Kev. Uh, appreciate it. Great work down there. And um, I know you got another practice up here, like an hour and 15 minutes. So, Thank you, man. Yeah. Enjoy. Thanks, guys. Is it still nice out with the sun and stuff? It's a little overcast today. Okay. Uh, help Nick Moriano's skin. Yeah. Get him, uh, maybe pick up some aloe for him on the way to practice if you don't mind. You, we'll you guys see, got it. CHGO will I, reimburse I'll, you. I'll make sure I sunscreen my hands better. Yep. All right. Kevin Fishbane. Follow him on Thanks Twitter at KFishbane. All the coverage up on theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. There he is. All go. right, Johnsy, anything else before we get out of here? No, no. A lot of dominoes to fall. The Colts still need a head coach. Cardinals still need a head coach. So, yeah. It's the NFL, man. That was an interesting point you had on D'Amico Ryans and the timing of that contract and how does it lessen the urgency of the Texans at all? I think that's an interesting point. I didn't My really thought about it. My instant reaction is yes. You think it does? Yes, it does. Don't you just feel like Houston's going to riot if they don't get a quarterback here soon? Or you wait for the better ones. I'm sure these are all things they discussed when they hired D'Amico Ryans in the first place. I love that hire. I think it's so great. I. I think it's a great fit. I think he's going to keep that defense humming because um, they are decent on defense. They've had they've been drafting on that side of the ball. Now they got to get their offense and the quarterback figured out. So um, one of many things we'll continue to watch here and track on Hogan Johns. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe. And uh, you can get all of our coverage on CHGO. We have nighttime shows all this week breaking down these practices uh, with Nicholas Moriano down there as well. So if you want more in-depth coverage from the Senior Bowl, make sure you check that out. It's all on YouTube. Hogan Johns, CHGO Sports. You should be subscribed to both. You should also be checking out our merch at ObviousShirts.com. Appreciate all the love and support. Please write the podcast. Please tell a friend, most importantly, as we like to say. And uh, we'll continue to keep you covered here. Talk to you later. See ya. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Um,